0: Hi crew and welcome back to the BooCast. It is your host James Rankin. This week on the podcast I had Mr. Marcus Smith. Marcus is the owner and operator of Inner Fight, one of the most well-known CrossFit gyms, possibly in the world, based in Dubai. In this episode, myself and Marcus talk all things inner fight and his own training. We dive into why he's so interested in endurance training. His slogan for the gym, Show No Weakness and everything else in between this is probably one of my favorite podcasts recorded to date um and i hope you enjoy just as much as i did just a little disclaimer on this one there is some bad language in it and if you have kids or anything in the car i'd recommend not listening to this one in front of them enjoy the show team Marcus Smith, welcome to the podcast. How are you, bro? Hey, James. Yeah, I'm good, mate. Thanks a lot for having me on. Appreciate it. Absolute pleasure. Marcus, I followed you for years. Um, you. Just for people who maybe don't know who you are, give us the two-minute elevator pitch. Are you timing this, mate? <laughs> <laughs> all the time you need.
1: Sometimes it goes on and on. I guess, mate. I um I live over here in in Dubai in the Middle East. I own and and kind of run, uh, although I have a lot of people helping me to run a fitness company called Fight, which I established as a brand in 2008. Prior to that, I was working in the sports goods industry. So I spent about 10 years working in the sports goods industry. I worked for all the big brands, Reebok, Adidas, Nike. Prior to that, I spent a little bit of time playing rugby and did that Till till I was about twenty-four, mate. And prior to that, if we sort of go back, I was educated in the UK, although I have called Dubai my home since nineteen eighty-three when my parents brought me here as, as a kid. Yeah. So we kind of been over in Dubai for, for a long time. But mate, fast forward to today, 2022. We're a seven thousand square foot gym space downstairs and about a 3,000 square foot cafe space upstairs. We employ 15 coaches. We have a business that spans across CrossFit. We also take a lot of endurance clients on. So we have seven coaches coaching endurance clients, which could be anything from starting to run 1K until Ironman triathlon. And we have a whole load of back office staff, reception staff are absolutely amazing. And we're all trying to do the same thing, help people get a little bit better at life, as we say. So that's what we're all about.
0: Wow. That's some list. I, am, I actually have a few things written down here, man. And like I said, I've followed you for a long time. And something that I find uh, quite impressive um, from a distance about you is you seem to do loads, like loads <laughs> of different things. Like yeah. you, you write a blog. You're an 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 ultra endurance athlete, not just an endurance athlete. Uh, You have a podcast which has like 740 episodes now, or something. Yeah, yeah, you've
1: done your Um, homework, mate. Very. And I listen listen to your podcast all the time. Um, Thanks. You obviously
0: own and run a business. You coach, Mm. and you have a partner as well. How Mm. How do you balance it all? Yeah, it's an interesting one, mate. And I know I never
1: feel kind of rushed. Or that I don't have time, which is is probably the answer to the question. I'm, I'm quite strict with my time. That's why I was really, and I know you said it didn't matter, but we were supposed to do this show a week ago. And for some reason, it wasn't in my calendar. And you sent me an mail and you're like, I'm online, mate. Are we going to chat? I'm like, how did I miss that? Like, it just bugs the hell out of me. And I've been like that since for, for a long time. I think I pretty much when I started Adidas in 2005, maybe the German sort of regimented mentality. Also when I went to, I went to boarding school when I was about eight years old and sort of the discipline and timekeeping probably really started there, mate. But then when I was at Adidas, it was how to implement it into the workplace. And so I realized that people actually waste a lot of time and there's no real need to waste that much time. And I don't, I also don't, have a lot of other sort of hobbies or I would call to a certain extent distractions that I see a lot of people have things like watching movies. I never watch movies. So, you know, if you think of, if you're a movie buff or you watch Netflix, which is listen, if that's what you do, that's what you do. I, I don't have a problem with it. But if you calculate the amount of time that you might spend on Netflix or even play in the stock markets or something like that a year, I invest that time in other areas, which mate. I don't think it's right or wrong. I think if you're 150 kilos in junk food and watching Netflix all the time, you've got a fucking problem. But I don't think like some people use that use Netflix and use documentaries as education as, and as relaxation. So I don't hate on it at all. It's just because I went to a boarding school, mate, I was never allowed to watch television. So that habit has not been programmed in my subconscious. So I have no, I, I have, I can't watch TV, which sometimes my wife goes a little bit crazy about. So I'm able to sort of plan my day and that strict planning and, and figuring out the time and fit it all in and also look at things in different ways. For example, you mentioned one thing there, which is my blog. Now I started my blog oh, maybe in 2012 yeah. 2013, something like that. man. I actually started blogging initially on, on innerfight.com and then I moved it over to a personal blog, mjdsmith.com. And there's a reason why I do that, which is almost it helps me to process a lot of my thoughts. It's not there to make money. It's a very basic website. It doesn't have any sponsorship. I don't make one cent directly from that website. But what it did is it gave me an outlet to share different ideas with people and also to put things on paper. So it's weird how you mix those things and then you mix things which are directly revenue generating. Like when I stand up and coach people or if I I train one or two clients, personal training still because I absolutely love it or I'm writing programs for people online, you know, they're, they're quite different. So I've kind of, I think I've over the last 10 or 12 years, I've really just molded what makes me ultimately happy. And to be totally honest with you, James, like the shit that I didn't like doing, I just outsourced it from the start. So I just, you know, and and it sounds bad that someone else is doing my shit for me, but some people actually like doing like admin, you know? And I think one of the biggest mistakes people make as, as business owners, entrepreneurs, call them what you want, or even, or even coaches, personal trainers, they're like, you know, I have to, I have to have an understanding of absolutely everything and I have to be able to execute everything. Like you don't, you know, if you look at, if you look at a lot of business gurus, if you look at someone like Steve jobs, like he was good in one area and he was very good at building a team under him that were very, like he had great vision. Yeah. So then he's good at building a team under him that can make that vision come to life. And this is one of the things Like I see entrepreneurs and, and even coaches, personal trainers, like they spend hours trying to figure out like, for example, social media. And it's like, why not just invest a little bit of money in someone to help you do that? Maybe to teach you to do it or just to do it for you and just outsource it. And then you can invest your time in the things that make you happy and then make, maybe make you a lot more money. So yeah, it, it seems like I, if money is one of your, driving, motivating factors,
0: which is a whole other discussion. If you own a business, it is a little bit, even if you don't admit it though, isn't it?
1: Well, it, it is and it isn't, mate. And that's a really interesting one. Let's jump into it. Like, why did I set up the business? I set up the business because I wanted to help people and I liked the lifestyle that it could give me. If my main driver was money, I would have stayed at Nike. I was making a shit ton more money you know, and I stopped that job when I was just 30. So, you know, I, 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 and and I was, I was getting paid incredibly good money, you know, even back, back then now it would be good money. Even back then it was great money. So yes, mate, money is important. It's important to turn the lights on. And, you know, it's, it's for me, it's important that there is something deeper than money though, you know, and there has to be this passion. And that's why, you know, there was never a plan to have 15 coaches, but I found 14 other people who are who share a similar passion and also like the fact that they get paid and it puts a roof over their head. So it's an interesting one to mix, mate. And I think as I grow older, I care less about money and more about life and impact than anything else. Like, you know, if, if I don't... I don't live in a shoebox. You know, I live in a relatively nice house, but I've worked fucking hard to have that house, you know? So it's a really interesting one,
0: mate. And that, that could be a whole show on its own. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I I get a lot from your blogs and from your podcasts. You have this, and you've mentioned it there, this attitude about being happy. And there's a quote I have from you here. I can't remember whether it was a podcast or blog where I, I got it from. And it was, there's way more to be happy about than to bitch about yeah and i read that or i heard it whatever it was and it just clicked
1: and really
0: like, yeah like you can always find that one thing that you can complain it's too cold it's too warm i'm too tired or you can go i have all these things yeah and it doesn't have to be hippy dippy gratitude but it like,
1: doesn't mate. yeah and i like the way you've put that because a lot of people you know when you speak about how i spoke about my blog it's reflection they're like oh this guy and you know, Kumbaya and all that shit. And it's like you can, I mean, but you can drive yourself into a fucking hole as well with, you know, I'll wake up. It's pretty sorry, but you guys live in it, like, you know, I'm from the UK. It's cold, it's rainy. Like you can wake up and you can go, you know, we we're talking about it before we started, James, you, you start work at like 6:30 in the morning. It's fucking freezing. It's pitch black the barbells in the gym are going to be ice cold. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? There's every, there's every reason. And we were even talking about it out on the bike this morning. Like we, we we're fortunate here, mate, that we ride in a nice climate because in the UK, getting out on the bike at that time of day before work, like you can find every reason not to. And if you go searching for reasons not to, you'll find them. But at the same, by the same token, If you go searching for reasons to, you'll actually find them. The the shame that we have is the human brain seems to gravitate towards reasons against rather than reasons for. And it's this weird sort of, it's this weird balance that we're always having. Like we're always weighing up because we're taught to weigh up like what's the pros and cons. And when it comes to physical performance, sadly, we sort of do that as well. We lay in bed and we're like, well, what are the pros and cons here? Like, and we're trying to convince ourselves to go out and do it. But I always think that there's a lot more, there's a lot more to be happy about than there is to not be happy about. And there's also this thing that I, I I think, I definitely think in the last couple of years, I've been more sort of trying to dig into it with people. It's like, why is that not making you happy? Like, Is it just a a, a societal norm that you're sort of conforming to that, you know, rain means bad? Like, why does rain mean bad? Why is cold a bad thing? You know? And again, this is a lot of programming of the subconscious as as we're growing up, because we're constantly told it's raining. Don't go outside. It's raining. Don't go outside. It's raining. Don't go outside. Whereas if we flip that on its head and went, it's raining. Let's go outside. Rain's good. You know, we're taught constantly that rain is bad. But, and for the most part, mate, again, like, holy shit, you get caught in a rainstorm in Europe, it's horribly cold, like, and it just drives through you. But why, why are we told that that event is something bad? Yeah. You know, so there's, it's, it's an interesting, people might be listening going, what the, f- fuck is this guy talking <laughs> about? But it's quite interesting to think of it on a, on a different level. Like if you do wake up and, and you know, a lot of people say to me, like, how do I get rid of my negative thoughts? And it's like, you don't get rid of them by numbing them. You only get rid of them by addressing them. So what we have to do is we then have to turn around and say, okay, James, you woke up this morning and you had a negative thought. What was it? Why did you, why do you think that you had it and spend some time sort of, Peeling the layers, if you want, away of the onion and just going, okay, well, why do you think that came? And, you know, the, one of the biggest ones, mate, is uh, I, I was tired. Like, I didn't train this morning because I was tired. It's like, okay, well, why were you tired? Well, I didn't sleep very well. Okay, so why didn't you sleep very well? And, you know, you just sort of go back and back. And often, mate, it's, it's, it's the simplest things. And uh, I'll go back to Netflix bashing. It's, it's often because you spent two hours watching Netflix last night and you, you didn't get to bed on time. Yeah. So, you know, but these, these questions are slightly difficult for people to ask because it's almost, like, it's almost like that annoying kid that's just going, why, 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 why? And they're even harder to address because yeah. someone might not have slept well last night because they're sleeping next to a partner that they fucking hate and they're in a toxic relationship, but they don't feel like they can get out of that relationship because of X, Y, or Z. So, you know, there's this really, so if you try and sort of peel those layers of the onion away, then typically what happens from an onion, you start crying because it's really it's really quite tough and it's hard to get out of. <laughs> so, yeah, it's an interesting one, mate. Yeah.
0: I, like, I want to kind of circle back to, you went pretty deep there, but I'm going to bring in a bit more surface level. And you mentioned that you were out on the bike this morning and you have seven endurance coaches. Mm, yeah. Where does the endurance uh, desire come from? I think it's an innate human
1: function, to be honest, mate. We're designed. It's yeah. the way that we, we're designed to endure. We're, we can outrun for time, not for speed. For time, any other animal in the kingdom will keep going for longer. They need to rest. We don't. And it came in my life because my parents were into running and my dad was into cycling and triathlon. So I grew up on it. And at school, I was quite good at it. And whilst I was playing rugby, I was one of the fitter guys and always into running. And actually, mate, I only entered my first marathon when I – when I retired from rugby in 2009, end of 2009. And I swore I'd never do another one, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but shit happens. But when one thing that was all through my, my rugby career was I always wanted to be able to go out and run 10 K, you know, 45 minutes would be, you know, I just thought that every human should be able to, to, just be able to run at that sort of, or around that sort of speed, like 45, 50 minutes, you know, just to be ready to do that. And I, I liked running long. I used to, even when I was playing rugby, I used to go out and run sort of 15 kilometers, 20 kilometers, which was long then I guess the needles moved a little bit. And it's interesting as well, because we never, I never set up my company as an endurance company. I actually never set it up with the dreams of, or a vision of owning a gym. But I set it up with a really strong vision that we do things that help people to become better at life. So when opportunities present themselves, we have quite a simple decision-making process. Does hiring this coach or does renting this facility or does taking on this sport help people to challenge themselves and to get better at life? Yes, tick, then we can go and do it. No, then we don't bother doing it. So it's quite interesting, mate. And obviously, it's quite, I think, endurance sport's in their very nature as well are are quite addictive, but it's not, I don't know if it's any more addictive than something like, than like CrossFit, you know, like, and I even see, mate, it's quite interesting because I first started playing the CrossFit in like 2003, 2004. So I've sort of been there. I've drunk the Kool-Aid. I, you know, I was I was around when regionals and and when the open started in 2010 2011 I think the first open was and you know I was full monster crossfit geek and you know it's funny now and and I still am mate I love it you know it's it's awesome but it's funny now that you see people that are of various ages mate that just kind of find crossfit and are still going through this awesome addiction and why is that? It's because it's physical exercise and it's really flipping good for us, mate. And it just releases so much, so much positive energy within the body. So it's um, yeah. I, I just think when it comes to endurance, it's not, it's not. And a lot of people see in the company, they're like I oh, CrossFit versus endurance. That's not really what we're about. Some people, you know, some people like chicken and some people like fish. That's just, it's yeah. just the way it is, mate. Like, you know, for some people doing Fran is more painful than running 10 K and vice versa. Yeah. So we just, and, and I think that's one thing that people don't spend enough time figuring out literally like what floats your boat, what's going to make you the happiest. And then checking in on that often and is this still motivating me? Am I still pumped to wake up in the morning to to ride my bike or to, to to go and do a CrossFit workout or or to just do some bodybuilding? You know, it's um, I still like doing bodybuilding, mate. It's awesome. Yeah. Bench. <laughs>
0: yeah, everyone has this mimetic desire of, oh, my friend does this, therefore I should as well. And it's a great yeah. way to to try and to discover new things, but it's kind of going... Well, do I actually really enjoy getting up at 6 a.m. to do this? And if the answer is no, find something else.
1: Yeah, and I think that's I think the way you put it is actually quite beautiful, mate, because it's like there is nothing wrong with, you know, my friend started F-45 or my friend started circuit or CrossFit or whatever. I'm just gonna go and try it. But then it's like, if you like it, and it's what I was saying before, like, why do you like it? you know, and 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 it might be, listen, and it doesn't always have to be, you know, we're only 15, 20 minutes in and people think that we're deep as fuck, but it doesn't always <laughs> have to be like really deep, mate. It, it can just be, I, I'm enjoying this at the moment. I don't really know why, but I'm enjoying it. And it might last three months. It might last six months. I'm just going to ride this wave and maybe I'll get the answers along the way. Let's not force anything. The answers will come because one day I'll wake up and I'll be like, I don't want to go anymore, but that's when you have to have the conversation with yourselves. Like, okay, why don't I want to go? You know? So I think, yeah. And you know, a good example I used to use a lot is like, you know, a lot of people start going to the gym because there's a hot chick or a hot guy there. And I think that's cool as well. Like, because you're getting fit and you're getting laid. It's like, Everything's going good. It's like a win-win, mate. So, you know, but does that motivation and what we're trying to do, what we're really talking about here is like how we create lasting motivation. Like that's the, that's almost the, the gold standard. Yeah you know, and, and it's, there's not always a, uh, there's not. And, and that's the thing people are like, I'm lacking motivation. Why? You know, I get a question on Instagram. I'm lacking motivation. Why? It's like, wow, there's quite a lot of layers here. And I think the world right now simplifies a lot of things and we've become quite lazy to really dig into things, yeah. but we have to remember that the human body and the human mind is, is the most complex machine on the planet. So, it needs that respect and a, a approach that sort of mirrors its complexity
0: if we're going to make it work optimally. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, where did you figure out this mind-body connection? Because I find for me in the past, the more endurance stuff I tend to do, the more reflective I tend to be because I, I physically have more time to do it. But yeah. when did it kind of click for you? To be honest, mate,
1: I think it was probably when I was younger that it started, but I really... ...because I started to help people. And that's when I really... I mean, through university, I'd, I'd coach people, work on the gym floor. So I'd been coaching for a little while, but not really just telling people what to do. And there's a big difference between... Coaching and telling someone what to do. Any idiot can tell someone what to do. Not everyone can coach. And in 2004, 2005, 2006, I was working with a small group of guys. They come and train with me every morning at the gym. And I just start to see changes. I start to see changes in their attitude towards life. I'd start to see, you know, be it from their job, be it from their what we were saying earlier, waking up in the morning and being more positive than negative, relationship status. And I was like, this is nothing about the training. This is about the mindset. And then you start to dig into it a little bit, you know? But I think all through my, 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 my rugby career and, and, and also through university and through school, it was a lot about mindset because there was times when I was playing rugby down in Australia where it was, we, were, we were not the best team like when when we when we played in the final down there in 2004 and the team against us had about six wallabies in it and we had one you know and we were complete underdogs mate complete underdogs and we ended up winning you know and so then at that time i knew that this was not it's not all just on 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 physical talent and ability There's a lot more of it. We just had this mindset that we would just, we would never give up, you know? And, and I mean, after, after that particular game that we won, I, I I spent two hours on a drip, you know, and, and next to me, like two or three of my teammates, it was just, it was almost like a a field hospital, you know, (laughs) at at the stadium. And so I, I think it, it's something that I think I was taught from, from a young age, But when I really started and that's why the name of the company came in 2008 in a fight, because from 2004 to 2006, I really, really started to reflect and observe and pay attention to the way that people were behaving and the role that mindset had in our performance. And it's almost like a can of worms as well, mate, because once you start to see stuff that way, you can't ever see it from a different angle. And, you know, I, I, it's quite nice how innocent some people still are in certain areas and how naive and in other areas, I'm completely naive. You know, it's like people talk about like this new series that's come out and I'm just like, yeah, man, like whatever <laughs> but when you start to think about the mindset and understand the role that mindset plays and you start to experiment with it on yourself and with clients, the whole the whole realm of performance, human performance and life starts to just shift a little bit, mate. Yeah. And it becomes, it becomes quite incredible in it in a, in a weird way, because you're just like, I just, and that's where my curiosity, I think really started to, to build up. I was like, I just wonder what else we could do. Yeah. I just, you know, and, and I'm not the most talented person mate at all and i'm, I'm not the smartest person or best businessman whatever but i've always just had this mindset of like i just wonder like if we just gave this a, a crack like let's just see what happens yeah. and yeah let's not be 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 afraid if it if it doesn't work it doesn't work yeah you can,
0: people can achieve real magic stuff whenever they just get rid of the. i definitely can't to even if they progress to yeah maybe i can yeah It doesn't have to be. I can definitely do it, but just maybe I can. And the shit people in the gym, what they can do is phenomenal. But then outside of the gym and it carries. It's just I always kind of think if the only thing you're getting from like your your gym class or your personal training session is just sweaty, yeah, you're not getting anything else to carry over. You're kind of wasting it. I think there has to be more.
1: Yeah, I agree, mate. And and it's a really good point for for people that all right. I just listened to the last five minutes and going, these guys are fucking crazy. It's like, just challenge your coach. Yeah. Just like, just, I, I love your, your, your example there, James. It's like, you know, just say to your coach, okay, today, apart from sweaty and maybe a little bit stronger, maybe a little bit fitter. What do you think I got? Yeah. You know, just go up to him or her and just, just hit them up because then you'll be able to see if they're a coach or if yeah, they're sure just that. there to, to, to deliver orders. Yeah, like literally, mate. I mean, and that's the crazy thing about CrossFit, right? Like, you just write the workout up. Guys, today we're going to do back squat five by five. Then we're going to go into a 10-minute AMRAP of 15 double unders and 15 air squats. Go. Yeah. And, you know, you put on Metallica. Like, corsets, <laughs> like you of know, course, it's a good environment, uh, mate. Like, yeah. the whole walls are fucking shaking. Like, yeah. everyone's going to have a good time. But did did people just get sweaty or yeah. did something – happen i I love it mate you
0: nailed it yeah Thing. um you talked about um your rugby match and that's how you kind of came to inner fight the slogan you have there or the motto or i don't know what way you refer to it but show no weakness yes two things right one where did it come from and then second thing there's i i don't know if you've seen it but there's this kind of i don't want to offend people but there's a bit of an attitude these days of self-care is the best care and don't do anything that makes you uncomfortable. And there's a bit of that. And people kind of forget the the hard work side of things. And sometimes you do have to just pucker up and push on through.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I can imagine that
0: showing no a weakness would definitely trigger some people in today's society. So where did it come from? And how do you, how do you feel standing by it now still? Yeah, mate. The, the honest story is, is that when I set up the brand,
1: I didn't have it. I had... St- three stupid words or three words. It's harsh to call those words stupid because they obviously meant something to me at the time, but the words were endure, conquer, achieve. Uh, I was like, I want a brand with a slogan because I want it to, to be powerful. And what I was trying to say is just almost like what you said, mate. And I, I, I get in trouble because the best way to describe what no weakness means is don't be a fucking pussy,
0: you know? <laughs> and again,
1: like I get, I like feel like, oh, Marcus, you can't talk like that. Or, you know, it's like harden up. And it's, but what it really means, mate, is exactly what you were saying. I'm all for self-care, mate. I wouldn't have said the things I've already said and, and truly believe in them and, and work with clients on, I work with clients on, on a really deep level, mate, like some stuff that, People go, what? So it's not about being blind and numb to emotions, but what Shona Weakness is about is I just saw so many people, again, doing what we said before. They were just seeing the bad in everything. They would not go out running because it was raining. They would stop in a workout because they felt tired. And it's towing this line And it's also one of the biggest, I think, personal challenges because pain and suffering and feelings are impossible to compare. And that's what makes them so personal and so unique to an individual and defined by the individual. Like we can sit here the whole day and you can tell me how much this workout that you did the other day, it just absolutely made your lungs feel like they're on fire. Your legs were hurting. And I can kind of think of a workout that I did that maybe I felt the same, but are we really talking about the same thing? So therefore what Shono Weakness does as well is it makes it completely personal to you because you define it. And fast forward now, sort of over 15 years, I had a conversation with a guy yesterday and I can see his data and his data says physiologically he's okay. And I just turned around and I said, do you think you were being a little bit mentally weak? He said, yeah. I said, why do you think that was? He said, because I thought I'd done a lot of training the days before. I said, do you think now, we were like half an hour after the session. Do you think now you could have continued? He said, yeah. I said, so that's weakness. I said, "You've, you've shown weakness. He said, yeah, I have. He said, I won't do it again. I said, good. That's it, you know, but how was he feeling in that moment? He was, his lungs burning was his, it's irrelevant because that's what he was feeling. So it's a, it's very, you could say it's very subjective, mate. You could say in, in the modern day, so 15 years later, it's maybe not very sort of PC and I don't want to ever make light of any sort of mental health issues or any stigma around that. That's not, that's, and it's not a disclaimer, mate. It's, that's just it's just the reality. Like, you know, if you call me up, you know, and you say, listen, mate, I'm struggling. I'm not going to go show no weakness. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, I'll be like, okay, James, what, what's going on, mate? You know, and I I would, I would want to help you through that. But if I, if I see you at the start of a workout, just, just been fucking lazy, mate.
0: That's different. Yeah.
1: It's different. And it, you know, it's probably one of the questions I've, I've been asked the most and it does take a few minutes and a few different reference points and probably upsetting. Some people won't like what I've just said, but that's how, that's how we see it. And if, if don't be a fucking pussy resonates with you, then crack on, you know? <laughs> so,
0: yeah, man. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's always the caveat of if you're in a good place and you're mentally, physically stable and everything's good. It's just unfortunate in, in the internet and the social media age, we, we have to, We have to mention the caveats when it should should kind of just go without saying, shouldn't it? It should do, mate. But is that the way that we've evolved?
1: You know, and I'm not making, I'm not apologizing. I, I just, I think because what we know and the way that we're evolving and, and the increased awareness around mental health, definitely over the last two years, I think is something amazing because I think lives are not only being saved, but, Happiness levels are are increasing, so uh, yeah, it's it, it's interesting, mate. But I think it, it's also important to to create context around yeah. things, and it's nice that we can talk about things more openly. But mate, you're always going to piss someone off, oh, like, yeah. and if you care about that, then you you lit- I mean, this is the thing you you live in London, you go on the tube, you're going to walk on this side, and someone's going to come against you. You're going to piss them off. Like it's just, like, you're always going to find a negative. It's just the way it goes. And yeah. I think we should just be cool with the way we are.
0: <laughs> Speaking of context, just to give people a bit of um, an idea around your mindset and, and maybe around your resilience. Um, you had a pretty bad accident a few years ago. Yep. And I've watched your, your documentary on YouTube as well. Thank you, mate. I appreciate that. Within three months, you relearned how to walk. Mm. And ran a mar- marathon, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I did the first marathon about three and a half months after my crash, and then I started my other ones. What was it?
0: Eight months later. Wow. Yeah. Can you, can you tap into that a little bit? Like maybe don't go. You don't have to go into details of the crash, but you were pretty badly yeah. injured after, weren't you?
1: No, man. I'm happy. I'm happy to share it. I'll I'll, I'll try and not bore people. And if you, I mean. For some people, it's not boring, but the full story is, is is over on YouTube. Fight for Every Breath is the name of the documentary. But in short, I was hit by a truck and then hit a wall traveling at 54 kilometers an hour, which left me with a broken shoulder, seven broken ribs, which is broken bones are actually really not that complicated. It's when you start breaking your organs and I broke my, for want of a better term, I burst my left lung which makes breathing a little bit difficult. I was not in a very convenient location, should we say. There was no Uber available at that time. And I was, <laughs> uh, I, was uh, I was, in the mountains and I was two hours away from a hospital. I made it to the hospital and obviously made it through. So it's not a, it's not a gory story. Um, but I did spend three days in intensive care. I then, which is really quite fucked up because they don't know, like you're there because they don't know and they're sort of keeping you alive. And that's quite, that was quite a scary moment. I mean, there was a few scary moments, mate, and I I still think about them a lot and I I love to talk about them. And I'm always thankful for when people ask me the questions because it's a chance for me to sort of vocalize it and, and, and it's therapy. And you are sort of in intensive care and you're like, what's happening to me, but nobody knows. And, you know, there's, there's, there's two things that happen when you go into intensive care. One is you get out or two is you die. And that's kind of the reality. So it's quite a, it's quite a horrible place. And to spend three days in there, just not really knowing would my lung work again, why is my body in so much pain? You know, all these bones are are, are broken is, is super interesting. And, and one thing that start and the reason why I share the bit about intensive care, because that's really when I had quite an interesting discussion with Holly, my wife, it wasn't, wasn't very interesting for me and it wasn't very long, but um, yeah, she, I, I, as everyone does, mate, you, you, you almost in this mindset of like, why me? Yeah. You know, like why me? And mate, I don't know if that's it's, it's natural. I think, you know, it's like, why did this actually happen to me? And there's so many reasons why I shouldn't have been where I was, but I was there and I, I was in and out sort of dozing sleep with all the drugs they put me on. And I saw a, by the side of my bed. And I asked her, I said, why did why did it happen? And she looked at me, mate, like stone cold. And she she's super emotional, right? And so this face has come on. I'm like, oh shit, we're in trouble here. And she's like, <laughs> mate, you know, it happened. And wow. I was like, wow, I did the same, mate, you know? And I actually heard a good thing on a, on a podcast a, a few years ago, you know, what happened happened and it couldn't have happened any other way because it didn't, yeah. you know? And when I heard that, I was like, that was just like what she told me in hospital. And it, she didn't say it as a challenge, but I sort of felt this challenge inside of me. And I, my mind said to me, what are you going to do about it? And I went back to sleep and like, mate, I don't know if it was 15 minutes or an hour later, I woke up kind of smiling and she's like, why are you smiling? And I'm like, I'm going to start training and I'm in intensive care. In
0: intensive care.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And she's just like, here we go, idiot. You know, and and (laughs) mate, I think that was probably why I was able to A, run a marathon sort of two or three months later, three months later, and then B, move on to my, my, my 30 marathons because I looked down at my body and I, I knew that like my left side was the side that got hit. And I looked at my hand and I literally hadn't moved my hand. It was kind of like stuck on my body like this. And I hadn't moved it. It was down on my lap and I hadn't moved it the whole time I'd been in intensive care. And this was like still on, it was later on day one. And I thought to myself, I just wonder if I can flip that hand from palm down to palm up. And it took a lot of physical energy. And I think it also took an insane amount of emotional energy because you're just moving so slowly, but this is day one. And I got it palm up and I was, I was just like, wow, this is just incredible. You know, I'm just looking at it, just smiling. I haven't done it. It's, it's literally, mate, like you've... Like you've just hit a back PR or, 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 you know, anything that's going to resonate with anyone. Like you've just climbed Everest basically. And I'm there smiling and a bit of a cocky twat with it. I was like, I wonder if I can turn <laughs> it, turn it back over, you know? And then, and it just started to build, mate. I was like, well, if I can do one, I can do 10. And literally, mate, i have done like 10 turns of my hand, like, over and back it's like it's so simple like you know everyone's getting their hand and going like what's hard about this but when your whole body is broken yeah. it's it's quite hard and i was like this is my life now for now but yeah. every day it'll get a little bit better mate and i just i i that was the best thing she's done a lot of incredible things for me holly but i think if i could like if there was one if you should say what was the single best thing She's ever done that would be up there, you know. I I would hate to, I would hate to signal out that she thinks something else she did was better for me or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But it was just, it was just incredible, mate. And I was like, you know, and that's that's why she's such an amazing person because, and and why we work together so well as, as 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 a couple because, right at the time where you need your partner to literally turn around and go, mate, show no weakness. She yeah. did it, you oh, know, man. and yeah, and mate. And then you, you know, the, the sort of story goes on. The first day I, I got out of bed, took like 10 minutes to sit up in the bed and then 15 minutes to go two or three meters to the bathroom. And all of these things, mate, are just they they just in in simple summary of the whole thing, it's just like you can do something, yeah. Figure out what it is, it might not be huge. And it might not feel at that point that it's taking you fast towards your goal, but fast is not always the winner. Slow is, is often the winner, you know, and we've heard there's cliches all around it, mate. But at that point, you know, did I think I didn't, I hadn't even had the idea about running 30 marathons in 30 days then, but I was just like, I'm just moving, and this is just fucking amazing. And literally, mate, like, I remember walking when I got moved to the main ward, which I was in for about five or six days. The physio just came in. He said, do you want to go for a walk? And, mate, I don't know. I I could have just cried. I was like, a walk? Like, oh, oh, Mm -hmm. mate. You know, and and I was like, do you think I can do that? And he's like, yeah. And he... He obviously knew I could, but at that moment it was just so far ahead. And mate, it must have taken half an hour to go 20 meters. Wow. And, and literally we got back to the room and he put me back on the bed and I sort of got to lay down again. And you know, at this point, mate, I've got a I've got a bag, like I've got a drain into my rib cage, which is draining blood off my lungs, and I've got a catheter in my cock for pissing. You know, I've got these two bags, a, a bag of blood and a bag of piss. It's just like <laughs> This is and the back of my gown's open, my ass is hanging out, which is scraped anyway from the crash, and and I'm literally like, I just want to hug this guy, you know, the physio, and I'm just like, this is this is absolutely the best day of my life, and he was just laughing at me.
0: Crazy. And a week ago, you were cycling, running, coaching, doing everything, and then all of a sudden, you're there.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing, mate. It 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 kind of plays into again, a little bit more. I like what you said, the whole hippie sort of side. And I think that's just the way that it makes sense with people, but you know, like mate, everything can change literally in a heartbeat. And you know, you, and, and, and I wouldn't wish what happened to me on, on, on my worst enemy, mate. You know, and, and my crash wasn't that bad. People have had far worse crashes, survived, and their, their quality of life has been impaired. Mine's all restored and, and everything's good. You know, but just imagine if you go back to what we we're saying, you wake up and you have this negative thought, you know, oh, it's raining outside. That might be the last run that you might ever do. Yeah. Because you might be driving to work that morning and you it something might happen. And I don't want it to happen. So if you're all, anyone that's listening is a bit weird about saying stuff and then it actually happening. But, you know, you could be laid in that hospital bed later on that day and you might not ever walk again. And yeah. that would have been your last chance. And the reason you didn't go because it was raining outside. Come on. we There's something more to humanity than that. You know, and that's. I was on my bike. I was having a good time, but I then you're just, and that's one of the things as well, mate. Is I think sometimes we we think that we we're a little bit bulletproof. I'm a human being. I'm this. I'm young. I'm 18. I'm you know. I am. I am. I. You're not. Yeah. Just remember, you know, you things happen, and what makes it a, a bit of a crazy story, and. I think some people do check because they message me, but my crash was on the 10th of February, 2018. And if you go to my Instagram on the 9th of February, 2018, I posted a picture with some text on it that said everything happens for a reason.
0: That's crazy, isn't it?
1: <laughs> oh, I don't know, mate. I, I would love to say I have a superpower, but it just... You know, and, and, and that came into my head a lot, and it does yeah. come into my, my, my head a lot, mate. Like, you know, when I'm having good times and when I'm having bad times, I'm I'm like, shit happens for a reason. In the moment, you, you might, even for years to come, like, I don't know what the reason was for my crash. Was it to slow me down? Was it to... You know, was it to give me the opportunity to, to reach more people because I've got a, yeah. a, a more, maybe a more striking story. I, I, I don't know, but there's a reason behind it. Yeah. And, you know, you just sort of keep trucking it up. And yeah, man, it's beautiful. Eh? I love it. It's, yeah, it's yeah. cool. I'm I don't happy. know if you
0: need to even know the reason behind that thing, but just like to, to realize that you can still continue to gather momentum and go forward and go forward and go forward. You're not limited by the thing that happened, I think that's, uh, that's the magic behind it, isn't it? Dude, I'm real conscious of your time. Um, I appreciate it. So just, just to finish up, um, two things. One, what's on the cards for Marcus Smith and the inner fight for 2022. And then where can people go to find you and all your good stuff? Easy. Appreciate it, mate. I think one of the biggest things that
1: listen, dude, the last two years have been mental. You know, I, I, as I said, towards the start, you know, we employ sort of 30 people and bigger than that, we, we're entrusted with the health and fitness of a few hundred people. And, and that's the responsibility I take, you know, really quite, quite personally, mate, like people give us their bodies and, and their minds as we spoke about. And the last two years has been, we've almost been covering, covering things, fires, putting fires out, yeah. you know, are we on, are we off, are we this, are we that? And, I, I think we've done an amazing job, but I also put this out to, to the staff and to the company. It's like what we've done in the last two years is incredible. We've supported people. We've made it through as a team of coaches and, and employees and team members. What the challenge is for 2022 is how we can take things up a level. Nice. Like look at the different things that you do on a daily basis. Are you, is that your best work? You know, and, and for want of a better phrase, mate, it's like, are we creating mastery? Because if we're going to make long lasting impact and really make people better at life, we have to be the best at what we do. Yeah. And that's my challenge for myself and also my, my challenge for, for, for the company for this year. It's not, it's not, it grow our client base by 30%, increase bottom, like that'll come, mate. That'll come. And if it doesn't, that's okay. Yeah. You know, but I think if, if, if I can get everyone in this building the, the the coaches and the staff to rock up every single day and just really like, and I mean level up, like everyone wants to be better, mate. Like that's human nature. We want to get better, but a lot of us don't want to work hard to do it. But if we can turn up every day and just, just think like, I did it like this, what would make this, what would make this podcast a little bit better? you know, and firstly turning up on the right day, but I made it in the end, (laughs) you know. And and really, there—that's the goals, mate. On a personal level, of course, I have a, a a bunch of different challenges. The main one is is UTMB race, which is a hundred and seventy kilometer single stage race through the French Alps in August. Nice. And it's, it's a race I qualified for last year. I'm super excited about that. But to be honest, mate, there—I was asked that a, a, earlier today as well. Like, what's your big race this year? And they excite me, mate. But they don't. I I love. I love the process. I love every day, you know, and, and again, it sounds pretty hippy dippy. Like some days, yes, I do wake up feeling a bit like, fuck. And then I'm like, why am I feeling like this? And I try and snap out of it super quick, but I, I enjoy it, mate. I enjoy my life. I enjoy the people I have in my company and the clients that we have. And, you know, if we can deliver that quality, then shit, mate, like we, the shit that people have been able to get through. And that's why I reference 2020 and 2021. The yeah. stuff that we've been able to get through as a group of coaches and a community is phenomenal. Imagine if we can just, you know, it's that curiosity. Like, yeah, what yeah, if yeah. we can just turn it up? So, yeah, it. man. And if people want to listen to more of my shit, go over to Instagram. That's the best place to find me, MJD underscore Smith. Or my blog that you reference has a lot of my ramblings on it mate some of them written some of them video and that's mjdsmith.com but mate i really appreciate you this has been a really cool conversation yeah it's, man, uh,
0: loved thank it. you thanks yeah. you so much for coming on yeah you're welcome ladies and gentlemen marcus smith that is us for another week of the BUA cast thank you so so much for tuning in and listening as always if you enjoy the show please like it share it with a friend post it on social media all your support really means a lot until next time team have a great week